In this episode, we're going to discuss the fastest and easiest way to create a business that works with or without you. We're going to talk to an expert in systemizing who has found a solution to freedom in your business with a simple three-step process. This is P is for Profit. You're listening to the P is for Profit podcast with Adam Lean, where it's not about how much you make, it's about how much you keep and how much freedom you enjoy. Welcome to P is for Profit. My name is Osbert Duran. And I, along with the rest of the CFO Project team, are very passionate about helping business owners improve their profitability of their business, which is why today we have a special guest, Wendy. She is the founder and owner of Organizing Works. She's been helping businesses improve and document systems for higher growth and higher profits. Wendy, we're super excited to have you. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Osbert. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think this is a, a very interesting topic, so I, I can't wait to kind of jump right into it. But b- before we do, I always like to start off the, the shows, or we'd like to start off the shows, if you could just give us a little bit of intro by yourself and uh, maybe tell us a little bit how you kind of started the the whole Organizing Works company. Yes. Um, yeah, I'd love to share that with you. So it's 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 evolved quite a bit from when I first started out. So I'll give you a bit of background. Um, I'm actually a, a natural organizer. So I, I love structure. I love efficiency. And I say it's in my DNA. So I'm always looking for things to do easier, faster. So when I decided to start my original consultancy, I became a professional organizer, specializing in organizing works workplaces. Mm-hmm. And I would spend a day or two helping small businesses and things like office organizing, filing, productivity, and email management, that type of thing. So after a little while, I found that many of these businesses needed more than just an organized office. And before too long, what would happen was that their old habits would creep back in. And so their nicely organized office soon went back to how it originally was. And I was only really giving them uh, a sort of a short time, a short term solution. And mm-hmm. so I, I wanted to find a, a solution to help them more longer term, to have a longer term gain. And I realized what was missing was that they didn't actually have a system for running their business, not just for organizing their workplace, but they didn't have a system to run their business. And I call that the missing manual. They didn't have anything around how they did things on a consistent basis. And talking of manuals, when I would ask them, do you have anything written down of how you run your business? Um, They didn't have anything at all. Mm -hmm. And so, With my knowledge that I gained from working with small businesses on that level and also coming from a corporate background, I decided to find a solution to that, that I could take my knowledge of how it worked in the corporate world and then help business owners on on that journey, if you like, to systemize their business. So in corporate, uh, when I worked in corporate, I would work in different branches from time to time and we had... Mm -hmm. uh, Back then, we had a handbook, a manual handbook that we used to use that used to tell us everything, how, we, how to do, how to run our processes. For example, how to check in a customer, how to process a payment, those sorts of things. And so when we served a customer, it didn't matter if I served a customer or somebody else in a different branch would serve that customer, they got the exactly the same consistent service every single time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we didn't often have to go back to management as well because we had the answers. We were able to find what we needed to do our job properly. So what I find that these days is we have the technology at our fingertips. And so it's, it's easier than ever to create standard operating procedures, but still very few business owners actually do it. And they, they see it as a very well, overwhelming 
um, often a task that takes a long time and effort to do it. So that brings me back to how I wanted to help them to navigate through through systemizing their business by giving them a, a step, step-by-step framework to, to follow. Right. And so when you think of uh, franchise businesses and, and corporate businesses, especially with the franchise, what you're looking at is a business that almost comes with its own set of instructions. And so that's what we're looking to create, a business that is easier to run. It's easier to sell as well and to make it more attractive to a buyer. But it's it's also while you're working in that business, you want to have a place that's, that you enjoy going to work every day. We want to make life easier for the owner, for the team and for, for the customers. And so, like I said before, there's a lot of moving parts. There's a lot of things that you that go into that. It sounds like let's just document our systems, but there's a lot of time and effort to go into that. And often business owners will attempt it and not quite finish it because, because of the amount of work and not really have any clear path uh, to, to follow that. And another reason we want to systemize a business is, or it's a, well, it's a good idea, is because as we know with books like the E-Myth, we talk about business owners that are working very long hours in their business. Um, they are working in the daily operations or in the engine room of their business when they should be directing the ship and having the time to be able to do that in the business. And so that led me to create uh, a system for helping small businesses. Okay. I mean, that's a that's a very interesting story. I, I know you said so you have some background in, in corporate and then kind of relating that to what you do now and, and you're just, just your general passion for being an organized person. Mm. Um, I think those are like the very two key strengths. And, you know, I have a little, I, you know, I have background too in, in working corporate and that's one of those major things that it's always focused on, right? Is do you have your standard operating procedures in place? Um, mm-hmm. Because I think a lot of times, you know, when there is transitioning, you know, somebody else needs to pick up what you were doing easily. Um, so I'm actually curious, like, and you were, I'm, you know, you have a lot of clients and you work with many different, uh, businesses and different business types. What, what is the one thing that you kind of noticed right away from a lot of business owners that they, they're struggling with, or why do you think they kind of come to you initially? If we go, if we go back to the, like the e-myth, a lot yeah. of business owners start a business being, a, being skilled at what they're very good at, but not having the knowledge or the other areas of the business. So what they find themselves right. doing is just they are the business for a long period of time and they're doing everything in, in the business. And that is the best way to start because you do have to have proven systems. You have to uh, trial and error. You're, you're hustling, if you like, to get your business up and running. You're, you're trying different ways of marketing, advertising, mm-hmm. uh, sales, those sorts of things. And that's where your focus should be at, at that point. Um, but then that the next level is to then to start to move yourself away from those roles. And so by putting systems in place, you can bring people in, you can delegate that work. Um, and obviously, a way of delegating that is to have clear instructions so that one person can do it the same as somebody else. And I think that what they struggle with is they're so busy uh, that, you know, if, if your business is becoming, you've got some success in your business, mm-hmm. you, you don't find that time. You always think, well, I'm going to have time to, you know, work on my business for the rest of the time and I can I can grow and I can do all these other things and I can go into new new ventures, look at new systems, uh, sorry, new, um, new uh, products or services. Sure. But then yeah. what happens is, the business gets busier, which is a good thing, but then you don't transition away from that. You're still doing it all, doing it all. And then it also becomes quite difficult to let go of that control because you feel that you, you're the only one that can do it that way. And so right. that is one of the things that most business owners struggle with is letting go of that 
and yeah. making sure that someone else is going to follow the, those systems that you set up. Exactly. Yeah, that's very interesting. And I think you're you're kind of getting into two, something that I want to talk about is the whole mm. um, abdicate versus uh, delegates. A lot of times we work with uh, businesses and right they're they're trying to grow but yep. they struggle between these two so maybe if you can kind of generally define both of those and then maybe <laughs> let us know what, what they mean because i think they're not as uh at least the abdicate thing is it's more newer yeah. terminology for me so yeah okay <laughs> okay advocating is just giving um a, some a responsibility or a task to somebody and then really just letting them run with it and not following mm -hmm. that up so your first employee might be or a contractor or something might be to help you with the books you know your bookkeeping for example um and then you you think that, oh this is great i can i can start to get some of this work off my plate and give it to other people to do but then you let them basically run that to their own devices. And maybe they, they come up with a system if you haven't given them a system to do some of that work. Um, and then you start to lose that little bit of control. So that's ad advocating is just to give us give some, someone something to do with really no instructions and letting them just go with that. And you can obviously run into some problems there. They, they could have all that information in their head and then that's not transparent within the business. Um, and especially if you're working in sort of finance and that you could obviously run into some yeah, more difficult problems later on when they're mm -hmm. sort of running your finances and you're not all over that. So there's a difference between supervising someone and monitoring them and, and giving them the space and, and not to micromanage them. We don't want to do that. We have to find that balance between giving somebody something to do, uh, a task and a responsibility and giving them clear instructions, but not just giving them the whole control and saying, you run with this. Um, and, and that can lead you into to further difficulties. So it's a delegating is about giving somebody a system to follow uh, with clear instructions and a clear outcome of that definition of what you want that outcome to be. Okay. A and also delegating in such a way that you're not sort of looking over their shoulder every couple of minutes. You, you, you should be able to, with a documenting system, somebody should be able to follow that not taking away from on-the-job training or sort of having that uh, connection with people, but being able to, to delegate something very clear so that they've got those set of instructions that they can refer to when they need to. And that's, that's good delegation. And then making sure that you do the follow-ups and things get done, but, and also delegating the responsibility, not just the task. The responsibility is also to make sure that that task gets done when it should get done. So that's the, the definition between the two. Okay, I think that's very helpful. And then, is there like a? Do you think it's there's too much uh, delegating that you can do, or is there too little? I, I know it's a. I, I assume it's a balance. <laughs> or what are your advices on that? For yeah, yeah, it, it is a difficult one. It's it's not so much if there's too much or too little. What you yeah. need to work out is what you should be delegating, and that could be uh, a lot, or it could be a few things. It all depends on what you're doing. I think the first step would be to analyze your typical week in the business. I like mm -hmm. to put things that you do into categories, um, break, breaking down the departments in your business. And a, a very simple way of doing that is, is to simplify that, is to say, well, how much time am I working on my business? So develop it, growing it, innovating it. And how much time am I working in the business, writing proposals, invoices, serving customers, that type of thing. Um, and if you could break it down to another level as well, that helps with you to really define what you're doing. And so you can look back at that and see where you need to take some of that off your plate and delegate that. So I would say gradually delegate at first. And it, it depends what type of business you're in, of course. 
Uh, you may, if you're a very a sole trader, a very small business, you may start off with a remote virtual assistant, for example. Um, otherwise, you might just bring some more team members in to, to do some admin work in the office or to, to serve customers, depending on what type of, type of role you're in. But you'll be able to identify more and more that you can start to delegate and build like a job description out for those tasks. So start gradually and then build up those those uh, tasks that you can delegate. And a lot of people feel that they can't delegate things because it's, it's just too difficult or there's, mm -hmm. there's too many variations. But there is a lot you can delegate. Maybe you can't delegate every step in the process, but you can certainly delegate some of those sort of tasks that really, uh, if, as long as somebody's got a set of instructions, they can, they can follow. So you'll be surprised what you can delegate. But again, it comes back to identifying what it is and taking the time to then write those clear instructions and so you can pass that over to somebody. Yeah, and I think you worded it very nicely when you said, um, how much time do you spend in your business versus uh, on your business? Mm. And I think that's a very easy question to uh, ask oneself to determine yeah. like how, mu is, how much is too much, right? Um, yeah. So I, I like how you worded that. Uh, it's very <laughs> clear for kind of just for even me to understand as well. And, uh, and I want to talk a little bit more of when you're trying to kind of create these systems in place, I think it's, hmm. and, and it's one of your processes, right? To, to simplify. And I think that's why it's important, right? So can you explain why is it, I guess, like it's one of your first steps to, and hmm. the, you know, the, the three-step process to, to simplify something. So why is that very key? Yeah. So within those, there are really like three phases that you go yeah. through that obviously have some other, um, you know, underlying steps in there sure. as well. Yeah. And really even just sort of that step before simplifying, really to the start of that is to start to build that culture, what I call it a systems culture within, oh, okay. your, within your business. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that's around your mindset and your thinking. I think that goes to say with anything that you decide to implement in your business, whether it's systems or, or anything else, whether you start a new marketing strategy or whatever that is, you've got to have the right mindset behind that. And so understanding or believing in what this, uh, in this case, systemizing your business will do for you is, is yeah. very important. If you've got to be 100% behind that and that's what you want for your business because you need to bring your team in alignment with that and so that they will follow the processes. And so that really comes from that starting point of having that systems mindset it is really sort of having that first. And then the actual process once, I mean, really, the, the mindset is, is a big a big piece of that. So once that you've got that commitment and you're starting to get your team on board, the next thing is to simplify as in break down what it is actually that goes on in your business. And it's really around looking at what you do, what your team does. And there's various different ways you can do this, but ultimately you're building an, an inventory or a, um, I call it a systems infrastructure mm -hmm. of everything that goes on in your business on a, on a weekly basis, a monthly basis, or um, that type of, we're, we're looking at the tasks that, that basically are right. recurring in your business regularly. And, and so I like to put those in like into a plan, like into a spreadsheet. So first of all, we're breaking down. So we're simplifying what it is that we're actually uh, going to be working on. And often the, the scope of that isn't as bad as you think it is because we do have a lot of things that we do in our business on a day-to-day -day basis, but that doesn't mean that we have to put a system around all of those. If, if you come up with a list and you're, wow, I've got you know 80 things I do in my business, it doesn't mean that 80 things have to have a, um, a standard operating procedure written for them. 
Um, right. So that just helped us to get some sp- perspective into into what we're actually going to be doing in the business. So that's that's the simplifying stage. Then we go on to the actual systemizing. So if we simplify things as in we know what we're doing, we've identified those processes, we're going to have a plan around that because everything needs to be planned, who does what by when, so we have timelines. Mm-hmm. And then the actual systemizing itself is around who, well, how are we going to write the documents, uh, who's going to be doing that. When we say documentation as well, I don't want you to just think of a you know, Word document. We're talking about interactive tools that we can use to capture is probably a, a better word that we like to use these days because we're capturing that knowledge and we can use whichever format is going to suit that particular process or procedure the best way. So yeah, it may be a script, yeah. it may be a video. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. have to be a step-by-step instruction, although often often it is. And it, even if we do use more text-based, we can add, uh, we can add, um, sorry, videos or images, um, uh, diagrams, anything like that to, to actually get more engagement as well into those processes and obviously to give more context as well mm-hmm. around them. So that phase is probably takes the longest because it depends on your business, how many uh systems you are going to document and often you're working with a team as well to do that it might not just be one there's more stakeholders often in a process and so that can take time to get the team together and and come up with a best practice and all those things all those things need to be planned and that's the systemizing of it Mm-hmm. Um, and then you, you need to have a, somewhere where you can put that. I call it a business operating system. So somewhere online that's central that keeps all your, uh, we've been talking about processes, but it also would keep your things like your policy, your your new team onboarding information, your welcome to the company documentation, possibly sure. their HR or their employee handbook might go into there and training as well, um, knowledge as well that you capture throughout uh, the, the business um, or how it's operating, that would go into there. So you need to build a central operating system that's online. And that's and then a pretty when you've got a yeah, lot of these, one. Yeah, absolutely. And then I'm just, just giving you a really quick overview on what the <laughs> three steps are. So that, And yeah. then the, the scaling is all around. Now you've got a lot of this, and, and I'm not going to say that it's not a, it's not a long – sorry, it is a long process to do, and there is a lot of moving parts to it, hence I help. Um, businesses to navigate through that but what that Mm -hmm. is going to do is going to have a lot of obviously implications positive implications to the business and one of them is continuous improvement as as well in the business so then you're able to start to scale because you've got your systems you've got them documented and when I say scale that could be it it could be growing the business as far as you might want to add an extra uh, product or a service line or you may even want to duplicate your whole business and open up in another state and have the business run that way. So you, that that work that you've done from the simplifying and systemizing, that then allows you to scale. Yeah, and I think, I mean, very good explanation, by the way, um, very clear. And ultimately, to like just get into the scaling portion is, a lot, is a, one of the biggest struggles too we see from our end is they've gotten to a point where they're kind of stuck and, and usually business owners feel overwhelmed because they've taken on it, they've been so embedded into their own business, but they struggle. And, and one of the key things, right, that uh, we notice across is the whole, what systems do they have in place to keep them in track, to keep organizing and give them the ability to to scale? Because ultimately, right, that's what we're, you know, we try to do as well is help business owners kind of focus on what they were passionate about and starting the business from the first place. 
mm. and right not so much in in stressing and having too much time spent like going back to the how much time you spend on versus in the business um yeah. so i think it's very you know you touched on a lot of important key points and like just want to focus too like on the whole documenting mm. side I know it may seem, you know, dreadful, but I think you brought in a lot of good points and it doesn't always have to be on white paper, you know, I feel like you can be creative, right? Yes. And absolutely. Uh, And I think a lot of people think, oh, systemizing my business, it it sounds very overwhelming and it can be, it's got a lot of parts to it. And so I gave you a really quick overview, but within there, obviously, there's a lot of time and effort in there. So it's really important to get your team on board if you if you have a, a, a team. And and that's another thing with the documentation is that don't mm-hmm. feel that as a business owner, you have to be doing all this yourself. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. if you're a sole trader and you maybe only have a VA, then a lot of that will fall on your shoulders. But even with a virtual assistant, I mean, get them to start to document their own processes as well. So if you train some somebody on something, get them to write it down. Don't feel that you're the one that has to write it down. You may have the process in your head, but you may find somebody else that's actually better at then conveying that into a process. And so finding somebody in your business, if you've got a bigger team, we're looking for someone that really enjoys working in, in the, with that type of work, working who's got a good attention to detail that would enjoy working on that type of project. So a lot of people will not enjoy that and they'll be the ones that say, this is just extra work for me. So really important to get the team understanding that Yes, it's a lot of work, but the benefits to the business and to them personally in their role as well is is tenfold. And if we can, I don't like this to say sell it to them, but if we can make it attractive as in letting them or let them be aware of what mm-hmm. the benefits are, which there are so many benefits. <laughs> we could talk about that for a long time. Yeah. Um, but the, and, and them understanding how that's going to help them in their role and help them if they need to train somebody else. And hopefully they will transition one day out of their role into another role and, and letting them, helping them to understand that will get them on board. And if you've got all your team on board, it's going to make the process flow a lot smoother. So having somebody who can, so I suppose run with that project in the business um, and keep that keep that going, keep up the momentum is going to help the business owner because again we don't want to make the business owner more work. We actually want to alleviate some of that work. And so again, that comes back to delegating. So we're looking for someone who is that um, systems-driven person in the business that will help to push that forward. And they will also help with the documentation. They don't necessarily have to be doing the documentation. So. A, a, a good actually point to bring up here is that in a good way of doing this is if you find somebody who's a little bit resistant or a bit overwhelmed with how to how to document is to find somebody who can help them maybe in their own team that could mm-hmm. say interview them to extract it that way so finding somebody who's good at something and teaming them up with somebody who's struggling with this will help that will help that move along and really really important as the business owner to provide them with the tools to do that and so when i say tools that's maybe giving them a template they can use and um, giving mm-hmm. them uh, some some tools online putting their screen giving them uh, obviously one resource is giving them the time outside of their daily workload obviously to work on this as well so there's a lot of different techniques and strategies that you can use to build this and get your team on board helping you to build these processes more gradually within the business right. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, very good points that you hit on. And uh, this is a perfect segue into, so I want to quote something that you had in one of your articles and it's right. uh, by Benjamin Franklin. So it was the tell me and I forget, uh, teach me and I remember, involve me and I learn. Actually, I think it's, you know, I, I like that quote, by the way, a lot, just, you know, you could apply it yeah. personally and, and professionally, but I, I think that kind of goes over the whole onboarding, mm. right? So maybe kind of, exp- maybe we can go a little bit more into yeah. detail on why I think onboarding can seem so simple. Um, maybe sometimes we you know we overlook it sometimes, but why, do, why is it uh, very important, that whole onboarding process? People want to do a good job. Mm-hmm. For they, they just want to do a good job in their business. And so it's about giving them the, the resources for them to do that job. And they want to be involved. There are people out there that just want to go to work nine to five and have nothing else to do with the business, do what they need to do and go home. But most people want mm-hmm. to have some challenges. They want to feel that they've got a voice in the business. And so building, uh, bringing them in as far as the, I talked a little bit earlier about the vision. So bringing them into the vision, what are you trying to achieve as a business? And so that they know where you're heading so that you're all rowing in the same direction, heading for the same thing. And that's so important about bringing them on board into this and giving Mm -hmm. them those clear understandings of the benefits that it's going to do. And ultimately, any business that grows and makes more profit is going to to be better for everybody, for mm-hmm. not just the business owner's bank account, but it's going to obviously help the team as well. And so it's so important to bring them in on that, to bring them what I call getting them on board with what you're doing in the business. And depending on how, how the business has been running, you will find some people a little bit resistant to that because I think with any change, not just with systemizing, any change to a business, people need to really understand the context, what's behind it and how that affects them personally. And so being being open with them, getting them involved in the discussions, getting them involved in their own documentation and whether you, you, know, you work with somebody outside the business as well that can help to move this forward, but so important to get them, their voice included because they will often pick up a, uh, a say, a bottleneck in a, in a process. They will pick up right. something that or an improvement, that's what we want them to find. And when you take the time to actually analyze your processes, that's when you'll pick up things and we'll be asking those questions about why am I doing it this way? Is there a better way for me to do it? They can then, they have the opportunity to dis- to discuss that, have that sort of robust discussion with the with other team members and then come up with a consensus on this is the best way to do it. And that's going to smooth things again along along the track. So you haven't got all these different people doing it their own way because there is no unified system. And so if they feel that they've all had the input into that, then you're going to get people more likely to follow it. And that's one of the big problems you find is that you do a lot of documentation, a lot of work, and you get a lot of nodding heads. And everyone goes, yeah, that, that sounds good to me. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we've that's all forgotten and we're 12 months down the track. And oh, what happened to that document that we wrote last year? Um, and as we know, things do change and that's a good thing. We need to embrace change because if we're not growing, we're dying. And so very important that we have these these documents are living documents and they're updated and when things change, they get changed. And so, again, having people involved in that, if they're not involved in that, um, we're just going to – and it's not implemented correctly in the business, we're going to have a situation where, as I said, down the track, these things are, are gathering dust and note they were never used. Yeah, and I, I think, I mean, 
It's very important, I think, and you really hit the point across where you're not just bringing on people just to do the processes for the business, but you're bringing people who have the same vision as you do, um, who will help you because they will be involved in that process more than anyone. And they're going to the ones that are, and you talked about the step is continuous improvement, mm. which is very important yeah. in, in the growth stage or the, the scale stage. Sorry, correct me. Um, yes. But I think that's very important. I think why um, the whole onboarding piece, may, it may seem small in, in the beginning, mm. but I think it's, uh, like you said, it's a very, very important part. Awesome. Yes, I think. Don't refer to systemizing your business as a project because a project mm-hmm. has an end date. And so the, I suppose the <laughs> the bad news is that what you're doing here is is never going to end. So that's why I said you need to embrace those changes. But it's it's so worthwhile to do it because it is continuous improvement in, in your business. It never stops. Once you've started on this, you're going to continually improve things as they go along. So there is a lot of work up front, which will obviously save you time down the track with you, especially around your documentation. But there is it, it is something that's always happening in your business. And that's why, again, coming back to, that, back to that point of having someone that can help you to manage this within the business because there will be things that, that need to be constantly changed. But that, is, that means that you're always aware of these things. And I actually say that it should be an agenda item on your, say, your monthly management meetings. Systemizing or the continuous improvement of your system should be an agenda item that is discussed regularly at, at team meetings. Yeah, but that's very true. If we look at some of the largest corporations, they never evolved or scaled without uh, changing. I mean, they all had to change or adapt. And I think, yes. Uh, you say it very well. So that's that's very good. Yeah, um, it's a process, not a project. <laughs> exactly. I like that too. <laughs> yeah, process, <laughs> not a project. But I think that's a perfect time to, to stop. I think we, we talked a lot about really good key points and, and agenda items. Is there anything else that you'd like to add in terms of topics that you wanted to hit on? Oh, gosh. I know there's I a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, obviously, I, you know, there, yeah. there's a lot of uh, steps into there, but mm-hmm. I think I've given you those overall oh, yeah. um, covered off Yeah, um, what, what those things are um, and having somebody in the business that can help you and mm-hmm. I think just making that start as well. Right. Uh, thinking that, you know, well, one day we'll get to that. Well, you know, as we all know, one day never really comes. And so I think making a start on that, having some support to, to carry that through, having a system to systemize your business is what you want to have in place. And, and then having people that can help you to manage that and continue that um, in the business, update anything that changes. And that will give you that real focus and, and be able to, like we, we mentioned, like pivot when you need to change. Um, you can adapt things quickly. And another thing that we haven't really touched on is that it's really important to, to once you've got some documenting systems and whether you, as I said, whether you map those or they're video or whatever it is, you've got a record of those. And so when things start to go wrong, it's much easier to find what went wrong. If a mistake happened, we can then go back and analyze the steps in the process and find out where we can tweak something, where we can make a change. Uh, and that that's really important as well. So I just wanted to emphasize that. I mean, the benefits obviously outweigh the the time and effort that it takes to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think just getting it started and knowing this is what you want for your business and that it is a it is a fairly long a haul, but with the with the right help, you can get this done 
Uh, it doesn't, you don't tick the box that say it's complete, but you do get the box to say that I've implemented this in my business and these are the benefits I'm going to get from it from for your team as well. And obviously helping you to, to, to remove yourself so that you can continue to do those things that most, most of us as entrepreneurs and business owners want to do other things as far as looking to other innovations. Maybe they've got some side product projects to do, just things that we never really get around to. And so this will obviously free some, that's the key here as well, will free up some of your time to be able to do those things that you've always wanted to do in your business. Right, right, exactly. Well, you know, thank you so much for being here. And I just want to ask one last question is, yeah. uh, <laughs> where can people find you? That way they can connect and you know if they have any follow-ups yes absolutely so i, I can be found on uh, facebook and linkedin through my name uh, also through the business so my website is uh, organizingworks.com.au because i'm in australia so don't forget okay. the au on the end but just with uh, because i'm from australia we spell organizing with an s <laughs> oh interesting so, okay <laughs> yeah Organizing okay. with an with an S, but I, I seem to uh, people seem to find me regardless of how they spell yeah. it. But <laughs> <laughs> no, perfect. But yes, you're okay. welcome to check out my website and um, and reach me through there. Perfect. Okay, thank you, and everyone. I would like to thank Wendy for being here. If you would like to see if Wendy can help you with your business, please reach out, and I'll put in all those info notes that Wendy just talked about in the show notes. Again, thank you so much for listening. And remember, the goal of your business should be to make more profit than last year and turn that into cash. Everyone, thank you for listening. The P is for Profit podcast is sponsored by the CFO Project. We help small business owners and entrepreneurs pocket bigger profits. If you're ready to discover the five changes required to boost your profits this quarter, you'll want to attend our latest presentation, Why Your Small Business Might Not Be As Profitable As It Should Be. Register at the CFO project.com slash video.